Hello, welcome to the Go Home Podcast. We are your hosts, Mary and Michael Leppard. We have been in the homeschooling world for over 25 years. We authored the Homeschooling Almanac and the Homeschooling Book of Lists. We produced 14 homeschool conventions over the years with speakers such as John Taylor Gatto and David and Mickey Colfax. Our publication, The Link Homeschool Newspaper, brought together all religions and all styles of homeschooling. We began with the idea that all religions and all styles of homeschooling have something to learn from each other. We are producing the Go Home podcast with the same sentiment. The Go Home podcast will focus on all things home. Homeschooling, homeworking, home living, and why Americans are going back to their homes. Welcome to the Go Home podcast. Command of the language is more important than ever, beyond the SAT. People judge you by your speech and word choice. English from the Roots Up, Volumes 1 and 2, and the corresponding flashcards are the ideal tools for developing a broad vocabulary enjoyably. Learning the Greek and Latin word roots used in English allows you to figure out new words successfully and remember meanings of familiar ones. Visit Literacy Unlimited at www.englishrootsup.com for complete information. Today, we're going to be talking about college and homeschooling. It's really interesting when I think of college and homeschooling because, you know, over my years of publishing the magazine and raising a person totally homeschooled and having so many friends and knowing so many homeschoolers, I, I've always marveled at how people make that transition from learning and being at home into going into a traditional institutional setting. It's just always something, you know, I don't even really have a concrete opinion about it. It's just always really been something that I wonder how people make the flow. Because over the years, I've known lots of people whose kids were homeschooled completely in many different styles, whether it be unschooling, classical, or whatever it is. And yet they, some of those people would just turn around and bam, go straight to college and go into the traditional institutional setting, while others avoided it or surpassed it or went straight into life, or I guess we're always living life anyway. And so, you know, it's always been a mystery to me um, how how people straddled that and what they were thinking. And, uh, you know, again, I have no real concrete opinions because I think all families and all people are different, but the college... Uh, situation is definitely something that that can sometimes be an issue for homeschoolers because we're we really weren't used to that the whole time we were raising our kids the all the hoops that you have to jump through and so hopefully our author Jean Burke who is the president of College Prep Genius which has a tagline of the no-brainer way to SAT success will help you straddle that issue so a little bit about the author Jean Burke she is an SAT instructor and a homeschooling mother and creator of College Prep Genius. This program has helped thousands of homeschoolers and high school students prepare for the SAT, PSAT, and NMSQT. Her expertise has been featured on Fox as a news contributor, CBS, NBC, TXA21, and the Homeschool Channel. She also serves as a frequent contributor to our publication, homeschoolmagazine.com, and other newspapers and magazines. Jean currently travels around the United States and around the world, teaching students how to improve their test scores 
And she talks to parents and maybe most importantly, teaches them how to get college for free. So welcome author and SAT instructor and founder of College Prep Genius, Jean Burke. Welcome to the Go Home Podcast, Jean Burke. We're really excited to have you. And I'd like to start by you just giving us a little rundown of College Prep Genius, because when I remember when I first met you many, many years ago, I thought that um, it was something different than it was. And so I didn't realize what the boot camp was all about and what the whole program was all about. So why don't you give us a little description of what you do? Thank you so much, and I'm so glad to be here. Um, Thank you. Well, College of Genius is a company born out of our own necessity with my own children and not having any money for college and finding out that if you score a really good SAT, PSAT, ACT type score, a high score, then you can get lots of scholarship money. And um, so that's what happened to us. And so I started the program about 15 years ago. Uh, teaching kids on how to ace the SAT and these type of tests because they are beatable. And I think one of the big mis- misconceptions that people don't understand is, number one, that your your scholarship money is tied directly to your test score and that these tests are not about so much IQ or what you know or what school you went to or what state you live in, but they really are just logic tests. And uh, the questions are can be purposely misleading and the wrong answers are very tricky and very easy to pick. Can, I, so, can I just interject one question that that puts the question in my mind? Are the tests designed to help you succeed better in college? Like, for example, if or to judge whether a, a student would do well in college, if they score 1,400 on the SAT, does that mean that they're going to do better than someone who scored 1,200? Well, that's a really good question because what happens is colleges keep data records of every student uh, and what their test scores are. And so if a student, for example, were to come to their school and say they have like a 1350, they can look at their records of all the students who scored somewhere around a 1350 and they can kind of get an idea of if this student is going to be have that college readiness because, you know, being a good critical thinker is a sign you know, of that uh, you probably can do well in college. And so they can look at someone who had scored about a 1350 five years ago, 10 years ago, and find out that did they graduate? Did they graduate with honors? Did they become a supporting alumni? And so I think being a good critical thinker uh, is important in life just in general. Now, does that mean if you bomb a test that you're not going to do well in college? No, not, not at all. But the bottom line is for colleges, uh, they get their national rankings based on test scores. So the higher the score, the more scholarship money that you get because you make the colleges look good. So that's why, as you know, especially for homeschoolers, it you know it validates our transcript because they could look at them and say, "How how do y'all, I know y'all didn't make that stuff up?" So it really lends that credibility. Plus, it levels the playing field because a 4.0 at one school is not the same 4.0 at another since they all you know calculate their scores differently. So. Uh, this test is, you know, the numerical component that's common to all applicants. So it really is makes it fair for everybody, whether you're homeschool, public school, private school, or no matter what what city, state, or school you go to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you say that they get their funds based on the test scores, is that the test scores of the students that they 
grant entrance to? Is that what you're saying? Yes. So 85% of colleges are going to admit and give money just simply based on a test score. And so if you have a high score and you elevate their rankings up higher, then they're willing to, you know, give you that full ride and free tuition, room and board, grad school, and all the really cool perks that you can get, all based because of the fact um, that your score comes in, you know, bringing their rankings up. And also, you know, ultimately for you as a student, it's going to, you know, um, get you that big scholarship money. So high scores equal scholarship money equal the school has a better reputation and it, everything really goes up. It, you know, it's a game. Yeah. And yeah. it's like learn to play the game. I'm going to say dot, dot, dot right here to take a short break to give you a message from one of our sponsors. Homeschooling parents, are you interested in classical education? Robinson Self-Teaching Curriculum is the answer. This comprehensive curriculum guides you through all subjects for all 12 years of school. It was developed by a scientist and his six children. Build a strong foundation in reading, writing, math, and vocabulary. This will allow your children to soar in every area of academics. Visit www.robinsoncurriculum.com for complete information. So how do you teach students to play the game with the boot camp and the tips? So what we do in the boot camp is we take the kids through the test because here's here's the good news. Standardized uh, tests has standardized questions and standardized answers. And so what you know what what they'll do on one test is the same rules and patterns that they'll do on the next test. So you cannot study for a test like an SAT, but you study the test itself, how the questions are written, how the answers are written. And so we go through the test questions, depending on which text you're talking about, and we show them the patterns, we show them the shortcuts, how to answer the questions in 30 seconds or less. Because most people are going to spend way too much time and run out of time and burn up the clock. But the questions are answered all very quickly. Okay, so, so first I'm wondering how you came, can you give us a couple sample tips? that you would give in the boot camp? Sure. Um, each uh, section has lots lots of strategies and tips. Uh, for example, the reading section, uh, students have six passages, 52 questions, and 65 minutes to complete them, uh, which is logistically there's no way you have time to do that, plus read the passages, plus transcribe all the answers. So we teach you the five types of questions. It's not one size fits all. All five questions are answered differently, and they're purposely out of order. So we teach you which one's a citation, which one's a vocabulary question, a command of evidence, a chart question, and a passage question. And so we teach the students how to rearrange those and answer them in a short amount of time. The the math, for example, um, we teach you, um, again, that you have to do very little calculations, that pretty much you can see the math without having to do the math. And also we show you that um, the questions are all uh, follow the same exact pattern, and that means the question the questions are always in ascending or descending order. What do you mean by that? For example, so for example, let's say the answers were two, four, six, and eight, or eight, six, four, and two. So if you know that every uh, question is going to have the exact same pattern, then instead of starting with question one, you always start with question C. 
and test that answer first. And if it's not the right answer, then you only have to test two more answers at the most. I'm, I'm sorry, one more answer at the most. So you never have to test more than two answers. So if you need to go higher, you go one way. If you need a lower answer, you go the other way. So you never test more than two answers. You, you can Im immediately eliminate 50% of your answers. When you say you never test more than two answers, do you mean you never have to really... Uh, and, you know, read the question and answer the test because the like with math, it would follow in ascending or descending order. Is that what you mean? Well, I mean, like if you're, let's say you want to plug in a number. Um, let's say the answers were two, four, six, and eight. So instead of starting with two and then trying four and then going to six and then start with eight, eight, start with eight, start, start with C, which would be six. Okay. And so if six is the right answer, okay, then you're done. If six is too low, then you can immediately eliminate C and A and B because they're lower. That makes that makes D your answer. But if C was too high, then you could eliminate C and D, and then you only have to test one more answer. You could try A. If it works, great. You're done. If you try A and it's not right, then B is your answer. That's amazing. I mean, the the one thing it makes me think is is there's more critical thing. You probably really make kids' brains work sharply by teaching them this method, because that absolutely the critical thinking in this method is like it's boggling my mind just right now trying to figure out how <laughs> how you would do that. It's probably harder than the test. And um, so and, and well, I guess I want to know why do they do that? Is it what's the right. reason? Well, the re well, because what we learn here in Texas is not necessarily what you learn in California or someone le learns in Florida. You, you can't test students on content or what they know because every school teaches something different. Every state teaches something different. And your student, for example, might take really, really hard classes and be very rigorous in their schedule and have a certain GPA. And then some, some student down the street who goes to a very easy school and has easy teachers has the same GPA as your student. Mm -hmm. Well, on paper, they, they look the same. So there's no way a college can compare those two students. So they have to have something, some kind of yardstick that levels the playing field for everyone. And so we all have critical thinking skills uh, in common. And so, you know, they're looking for the students who, you know, can logically answer questions under pressure in a short amount of time. Right, and right. And so that's what's going to di differentiate you between someone else. So my next question is, how did you figure this out? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, about 17 years ago when my son Josh was in ninth grade and we had no money for college, being a one-income family, um, my friend happened to mention to me about there was free college based on a test score. And were you homeschoolers? Really yes, all my, my kids were homeschooled all the way through. Mm -hmm. And how many and children do you have? I have two. Okay. And so what we did was, um, knowing that there's some possible scholarship money, um, my son and I started going through lots of different things, very helter-skelter, not really pretty at all, but we bought some books at the store, and we took some classes, and we started going through test questions and doing lots of practicing and looking for patterns, and short story long, he became a National Merit Scholar, wow. and we ended up basically throwing away like seven trash bags of college offers, uh, including full ride and tuition and room and board and grad school. And, you know, these offers came in my mail every day for about a year after he took his PSAT. 
And after my daughter got her scholarship money on her SAT, my friends were calling me wanting to know how we got free college. And that's when I wrote a book and started teaching a class about 15 years ago. And so in the beginning, you you were focused mainly on being a high uh, achiever and really scoring high on the test. That's when you figured out the higher you score on the test, the more offers you're going to get. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And and so, you know, my friend had kind of clued me in on it, but I had no idea that we were going to get offers all across this nation. And so That's amazing. It, it was very life-changing. Well, you know, our decision went from how in the world are we going to pay for college to basically where in the world should my son go because he has so many offers. And where did and he so, end up going? I'm just curious. I, him and my daughter both end up going to Washita Baptist in Arkansas. Uh-huh. It's a private liberal arts school, um, ranked number one in the Southwest, and it's small, and, and they absolutely loved it. Oh, that's wonderful. And they got full rides to those colleges? <laughs> full rides. My daughter got full rides. Um, she, her, she had mostly paid for, for that one, but she got full rides from other schools as well. Um, so she just loved that school so much that she wanted to go that one. But, you know, and she ended up later on getting full ride offers for grad school. My son got tons of full ride offers to law school. So the, the beauty of standardized test taking is once you learn the general strategies, you can apply them to so many other tests, not just the SAT or ACT or PSAT or even the CLT, uh, but, you know, LSAT, MCAT. Uh, the GRE. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, there's so you know, these these little tricks applied to all the tests. Yes, so many people have told me they've used my program for tests like uh, the CPA test or the real estate or the ASVAB or the oh my gosh, FBI really? test. Well, so well, okay, go ahead. But I want to I want to go back to how you how you figured out these tips. This is something you really just studied and then, then you, that, cause the boot right. camp, camp came after the yes. Oh, free yes. college, the right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Boot camp came out after, you know, when my son and I uh, kind of started going through the test to try to put together a program and um, it, we started a class. I, I started out of my home with just a few kids and that grew to where lots of kids were in my home. And I, I started having schools call me to come teach. And then people from other cities and other states and now even other countries call me to come over and teach the program um, because the, you know, these tests are beatable. And as we're talking about other types of tests, pretty much most standardized tests follow a similar formula formula in the sense that they have the answers there's one you know objective indisputable answer and then there's several distractors and so as you learn to discern and look at the questions very logically you can start to see what's wrong with the other answers and once you can eliminate the wrong answers it's going to ultimately leave you with the right answer it's still, I'm still confused about how, because my whole life, you know, you hear about, especially homeschooling, you hear about, oh, this girl got, you know, a 1600 on the SAT and she got a full scholarship to Princeton. And mm-hmm. and you think, you, and you know her and you think, oh yeah, of course she got that because she's a brain. She's like super, super well read. She's uh, always gotten straight A's in math and she knows everything about everything. So I always thought that the SAT really had to do with um, the type of intellect that that we think about reading certain things and studying certain subjects, not as much reasoning. And well, and if that, yeah, you know what? If that were true, that means every valedictorian of every school would be acing the test. But we actually get valedictorians in our classroom every week. 
And most of the schools that we teach at are the top 10% of the schools, smart, smart kids who are honor students and they're, they're AP students. Um, I get parents call me every week. I get the same story. My, you know, my student has a 4.7, you know, they're, they're top of the class. They're an honor student. Yet they cannot pass the SAT. They can't pass. They can't pass. Yes. What number? Yeah. So what number would that be? Like 1100? Well, well, they probably fall about average, which is about a thousand. And they say when they say pass, they mean they can't get a, a grade score high enough to get into the college of their choice, much less get scholarship money, it, because it takes a different skill set to t- to take the SAT. These, like I said, the questions. Your questions are purposely misleading. And so even smart kids are tricked by all the time. So I, I meet valedictorians all the time, even adults um, who tell me that, you know, they were at the top of their class and they did horrible. Uh, it's not that they're not smart. It's that it's kind of like trying to write an essay using math equations. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't understand the, the way the tests are written, then you're not going to do well because you're probably going to approach the test like you would like you would do any other test in school, which means you're not going to get the best possible score. So when you say you've had students with a 4.7 GPA, have you also had the converse of that? Students with, you know, like a a 2.5 or 2.9? Absolutely. And they can can pass or they can't? Oh, Um, no, 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 no. They they, they can learn. These tests are beatable. They're learnable. My nephew, for example, was... Basically, fell in high school, and he took my class and did very well on the test. Uh, because the, the logic is not a personality trait. Now, there are some students, like you talk about some of these kids who do really, really well. More than likely, they're very logically minded. It's kind of intuitive to them, and so they see patterns kind of naturally. Um, and just for those students, uh, learning just a few more little things can put them over the top. And then you have your other students who could be just as smart but they are more of what's called the rule followers. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones who want to read every bit of the passage and they want to work out the math the long way and show all their work. Uh, but you, you know, you don't, you've only got about a minute per question. So you don't have that kind of time to do that. I'm going to say dot, dot, dot right here to take a short break, to give you a message from one of our sponsors. Homeschoolers learn sign language. Alternative subjects are the future. Signing online offers beginner to advanced web-based courses in American sign language at your pace from anywhere with internet access. These courses focus on conversational sign language using videos to demonstrate signing's visual nature and increase learning. Sign language is becoming more useful for any situation that requires silent communication. Visit www.signingonline.com for complete information. So when you say that there's logic involved in every question and that's for every single subject, what are the subjects on the SAT? So you've got reading, writing and language, and then you have math, and then there's also an optional essay. So how's how does, with the optional essay, oh, it's optional, the essay? It is optional, but I, but I recommend to my kids to always write the essay. And is there a way to use logic and critical thinking with that? Absolutely. The the essay is, well, it's formulaic like the rest of the test. And so if you understand that when the college board um, grades an essay, for example, and gives it a perfect score, whatever formula that they used, um, you can use the exact same formula. So I've created the uh, templates 
that students can actually use to follow and just fill in the missing information that's in the essay. So they can really have as much as 75% of their essay written before they walked in the door. So it's just a matter of following a proven template um, and, you know, going in there and just and, and just taking the information from the, the essay, analyzing it, and then, you know, writing, you know, an, a great essay. Oh, that's interesting. Very interesting. Now, I when it comes to homeschoolers, do you, are may, are mainly your students homeschoolers, or are they also kids that are not homeschooled? Oh, we you know we teach everybody, right? And right. and a lot a lot of my classes are a, a combination. Now I am a speaker at you know at many homeschool conferences, so we do teach at a lot of homeschoolers. Um, but we also teach in many public schools, private schools, charter schools. We also um, many of the home a lot of a lot of homeschool moms will host my class in their city or their state and and of course they have other friends who have kids who aren't homeschooled so we'll, we'll usually get a huge combination of public private and homeschool in, in the classroom and do you find that homeschoolers uh, or public or traditional uh, institutionalized school children and homeschoolers are different in the way that they handle the sat or do you you find similarities or or, or is there no difference i'm just curious about that well I think they're all, all students, no matter, you know, I've taught tens of thousands of them. I think they're all nervous about it because they all have had this thought frame that it's all about your IQ or how smart you are, or, you know, uh, what school you go to. And then I think once they, you know, whether you, you go to a wealthy school or a very poor school or whether you're homeschooled or public or private, it doesn't matter. Um, they're all taking the exact same test. Right. So I think they right. all are nervous and I think all of them don't know. And I, you know, I hear over and over again, they'll be like, wow, I, I did it all wrong. I, mm -hmm. I did everything you said not to do because that's what I thought you, you're supposed to do. And so mm -hmm. I think there's not a lot of difference as far as how they all kind of think about it because there's so many myths out there. People have been told the wrong thing. You know, counselors, unfortunately, in many cases, will, because they're often overwhelmed or they don't know the truth or well-meaning parents will, you know, say things that aren't true uh, or that are just a big myth. And so I think most people are misinformed. Right, right. And some homeschoolers might not be exposed to the same uh, information out there that kids who go to regular school, possibly. So, I mean, I can imagine it might be a little bit intimidating. Um, so, what about learning styles? Do, do learning styles play an issue with the test? Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, I think everybody learns differently. Uh, one thing that we have, you know, we have our live boot camps, and then we also have our online e-course. And even if you do one of our live boot camps, which is very interactive, it's really fun, and the teacher, you know, can sh show them right away why the right ones are, answers are right and why the wrong ones are wrong. But even then, you know, kids are only going to retain a small percentage of what they hear the first time. So to really solidify the information, they have to hear it again and again. So we give them our e-course as a bonus, even if you take a live class. And what I do is very kinesthetic. So the kids, the kids get to watch the videos. They get to hear it. They get to write it. They get to read it. So I try to cover, you know, every, you know, all the all learning styles. Of your right. It's like yes. active learning. <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. And so, so tell the readers how about how they can go to a live boot camp. How can they find out about the live boot camps? Do they go to collegeprepgenius.com? Yes, you can go to collegeprepgenius.com, click at the top where it says boot camps, and it'll show you where we're at. Uh, we're winding down our year, and we're already adding classes for next year. And we have, um, it's, it's basically listed alphabetically by state. 
So you might see, you know, Arkansas or, or Alaska first and then, you know, Texas, Virginia be towards the bottom. Um, and so you could click on there and, and, and tell you where it's at, you know, where, where we're at. We also add classes all the time. And if you don't see a class in your area, then you can host a class. And that what that means is if you get a minimum of 10 students here in the continental U.S., um, it's two ninety five per student uh, and one ninety five if they have a sibling. And you as a host, your kids would be free for the class. You know, you get the minimum of 10 paid students or more. Um, and then you plus get all of our other bonus stuff books as well. Uh, but we've, we've been hosting, uh, people have been hosting our class for, you know, you know, a good 13 years now. And we've, we've been blessed to travel all over the United States, um, as well as I've taught in five different countries. Oh, that's And fabulous. so we, we love that. So you can you can get a hold of us, and we'd love to come and teach in your your city and your state. Oh, that's great! And the phone number that they would call eight one seven two eight two seven seven three seven extension three. Okay, perfect, perfect. And one last question I have for you: What are the countries? Because I know the other day I was talking to you, and you said you were going to India. Like, is, yes, what was I just it like? got back to India. What was that it's like? Great. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, the people in other countries want to come to America because we, you know, we have some of the best colleges, you know, uh, you know, 17 of the top 20 colleges here in America. And so uh, I went over there. I taught in India. I, I, I went to several schools. I taught class. I, I trained people to teach my class over there. It was great. I've also taught in Thailand. I've also taught in mainland China, uh, Hong Kong. Oh, that's I taught amazing. In Puerto Rico. Yeah, they, these uh, these kids over there love our country mm -hmm, and they want to mm -hmm. come over here. Mm -hmm. And so when they find out about, you know, they find out about me, they often call me or somebody will tell somebody about me in another country. Um, and then I I'm really have a great time going over there and, and being able to share what I've, what I've been teaching, you know, everyone over here all these years. That's super exciting. So our readers can get, tell us the name of your book again. Uh, well, my program is College Prep Genius, mm -hmm. and which is the same as my website, collegeprepgenius.com. Uh, and that, you know, we have an online e-course uh, as well as we have the live boot camps. No, but don't you have a, the first thing was an e-book for how, how to, you said you wrote a book first, the how to get free college. I, I wrote, well, I wrote my, yeah, I wrote my book, the textbook first, and then I created a class. Um, so the book, the, the book does come with a class. Oh, so people can't order the book by itself any longer. It's a, it's a package deal. It comes with a class. Yes. Now you can't order my high school prep genius book. Um, that is a book that stands alone. That's a, like a personal guidance counselor. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's going to take the parents through what they should be doing every month of every year in high school and how to do applications and essays and transcripts and has a lot of great information. So folks can find out about all of your products and books on your website. Correct. Okay, great. And that's collegeprepgenius.com. And then why don't you give the number one more time, Jean? 817-282-7737, extension 3. And you can also, um, or just email us, info at collegeprepgenius.com. Okay, great. Thank you so much for being a guest on Going Home. We really loved having you. Thanks, Mary. Okay, take care. Happy okay. travels. Happy travels. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for being part of our show today. The Go Home Podcast is a production of California Incline, LLC. 
Our producer is Lennon Leppard. To find out more information about today's podcast and going home, please visit our website at gohomebook.com. If there is a topic you would like us to cover, please email me at mary at californiaincline.com. Thanks for listening.